0: Is full of them, from low-budget crap fests to downright unwatchable, and only two men are willing
1: to watch them all. So climb in and take your seat. This is Short Bus Cinema.
2: Let's do it.
3: Welcome back to Short Bus Cinema. I am one of your friends, Johnny Krug. Along with me is the awesome Ricky Morgan.
0: Howdy, howdy! What's up? What's up, man?
3: Hey, a uh, lot of good stuff going on, dude. We got a big episode today. I think it's a big one. I mean, the movie itself is is just there's nothing that can hold it back. It's it's a no hold bar.
0: I've got a man size predicament, and it's a big one. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Uh, today we're going to be covering the cult classic slash, uh, poo fest, (laughs) Jim (laughs) Cotta. And this is one that I hadn't seen before.
0: Had you seen this movie before? I saw it back in the day. I remember that uh, there was a buzz about this movie when it came out. I knew a lot of kids in my class or, you know, growing up that really, really loved this movie. And uh, I just want to show it to them again and go, remember you liking this?
3: (laughs) (laughs) If I had seen this back then, I probably would have loved it. Yeah. Uh, You know seeing it as an adult it, it, it takes on a whole new life man this movie it's going to be fun to talk about later on the show but oh yes uh, man we've got a lot of cool stuff going on we uh, we have a, a really active facebook group going if you guys want to join that it's a, actually it's a page right facebook yeah. page
0: yeah we're we're you know setting up where you guys pretty much request movies for us to watch and and uh that's going fantastic i i can't gather them fast enough so uh yeah everybody getting involved that, that just makes it a lot of fun dude
3: yeah, the worse the better
0: <laughs> Right. Yeah, uh, you know, I figure. Uh, I feel like in the first six episodes of
3: the show, we actually are scraping some some of the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't take us long. <laughs> no, n- not everything is. I mean, I trust me. Once we get into stuff that's been shot on video and and that kind of stuff, you know, when everybody in the '80s bought a camcorder and they're like, "Hey, my cousin and his six friends with mullets can make a movie." That's right. <laughs> so, uh, it, it's, it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun ride, man. This show's been awesome so far. We've got amazing. I love the feedback we're getting, man. It's just been yep. it's, it's been overwhelming. Our yep. listeners are the best.
0: Yeah, we're getting getting people, you know, joining the the Facebook page all the time and and growing on the Twitter account and Instagram and everything. So yeah, man, we're we're getting some feet underneath us. So that's a lot of fun. So if you are interested in
3: that, if you're on social media, look us up at uh, Short Bus Cinema. We're pretty much that on every uh, every outlet, right? That's it awesome and it's it it's like it's it sounds like it's spelled or spelled like it
0: sounds yes it sounds like Jim Carter <laughs> which which always threw me as a kid because when the, you know they said that was like Jim Jim Carter like the president Jim cuz I thought Jimmy Cotta. <laughs>
3: <laughs> wait is that like my welcome back Carter's uh b- right <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey, mr Carter <Cotta. laughs> uh,
3: oh man this Jim, uh, <laughs>
0: it's, it's Jim his brother <laughs> But uh, so, what's been up lately, man? Not a whole lot, man. Just uh, trying to catch back up after Texas Frightmare Weekend, which we got to hang out a little bit. And uh, that was a ton of fun. Uh, but yeah, I'm just trying to play catch up now. Just trying to uh, watch some of the movies that we got when we uh, kicked some butt there at the, the trivia. Johnny and I kicked a, a ton of rear end while we were there. Speaking of. Actually, I'm not sure the name of it, and I wish I'd looked it up before the show, but
3: uh, I bought at Texas Frightmare the Blu-ray of Sorority Babes and the Slime, uh, slime Ball <laughs> bullerama. Right. which is probably one of my favorite bad movies. Oh, yeah. And uh, I just read the other day that – actually, I think Dakota uh, – David Dakota did that one. But these are kind of in the same vein. I just heard the other day that Jim Wynorski, who's another, you know, him and Dakota are are in the same boat. Um, Wynorski's making another movie, and it's basically like, I think it's something like Sorority, it's like Sorority Babes. A venus fight the like i don't know it's something crazy the title of it's like seven words long oh, man. <laughs> but it says, it says he's returning to form with this one and i am i am definitely looking forward to that being on the show
0: yeah it didn't shock me one bit well you saw corman try to you know come back out with the the new death race and stuff so i i think there's there's a market for that stuff again oh, and uh you know oh,
3: dude you just remind me when you said corman did you hear the romero news uh i saw he's making a new movie did you see what it's about I just saw Road of the Dead. Is all I saw. It is a it is a movie where they I guess they they have a competition where they place bets on zombies driving cars. Yes, <laughs> that movie. <laughs> I don't know if Romero's not even trying anymore, but that movie sounds like that sounds like it's definitely definite fodder for the show.
0: Oh man, that sounds incredible! Actually, it's it's basically like Death Race meets
3: everything Romero's done before that. With and a political spin, <laughs> and it'll still be better than uh, than Diary of the Dead. So, <laughs> well, I agree. I thought Diary was just a, and I have a, I have a lot of friends who like it, but I just cannot get into that movie.
0: Nah, no, no, not
3: good. So, <laughs> you want to take a w- uh, quick break, and when we come back, we'll talk about some Jim Cotta?
0: That sounds fantastic.
3: See you guys in a
0: second.
2: Get out of the way.
1: Did you ever see a film at such a young age it left you traumatized with cinematic wounds? necrophilia ah, ah, oh. It's a dead issue, man. Don't don't push it. Cinema Psyops is a weekly podcast documenting an ongoing experiment on the mind of an unwilling test subject. No one should have to watch this movie. Oh, no one should have to watch this. <laughs> no one should have to watch this movie. Surprisingly it's not a topic that a lot of people really want to tackle. I'm shocked, crude. I know, really. Right. It's the next sexual frontier that no one wants to explore.
2: And now
3: for our feature presentation. Welcome back. We are talking about Jim Cotta from 1985, which to me, this movie, it felt very 1985, but it felt it felt so alien and foreign to me. Something about it just didn't. It's like everything was made me uneasy about this movie. Uh, I guess not seeing it before.
0: I think but. it's probably the fact of it's martial arts, but with gymnastics mixed in it. That's enough to throw anybody for a loop. Oh, yeah, I'm sure we'll get into that because there's a
3: lot of gymnastics in this movie. Yeah. But this movie was directed by Robert Klaus, who apparently this guy has done tons of great things like Game of Death, Enter the Dragon. He did uh, Black Belt Jones. So... Like you were saying earlier, behind the scenes, he was
0: you know probably pimping his name for this movie based on his past. Yeah, I mean, this guy made the greatest martial arts movie of all time. I mean, Enter the Dragon. I mean, Mortal Kombat. All these movies where there's a competition of martial arts, it's a direct ripoff of Enter the Dragon. So this guy created the martial arts film standard. And yeah, man, hey, I've done all these movies. I've got a new idea. It's called Gymkhana. (laughs) <laughs> but but it's, it's based off of Dan
3: Tyler Moore's book, The Terrible Game, which uh, I can't think of a better title for this movie, The Terrible Movie. <laughs> they should have just followed suit with the book title. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, I will say this, though. I will say this. I watched this movie with my mom, and she doesn't really like bad movies, but she's the kind of person who can get into anything. And she was sitting there, like, rooting along for the, the, the hero of the movie and getting into it. And I'm just thinking, man, she's enjoying this more than I am. <laughs> That's nuts. <laughs> but but uh, the cast of this movie, uh, really, I mean, really no one to talk about. Honestly, I, I've never seen these people before. I'm sure there are a lot of, like, professional martial artists and stuff. But, right. Yep. I mean, did you did you
0: recognize anybody? Uh, I'll make a reference to one guy that's in this movie. He's kind of the main bad guy, I guess you would say. He looks like Lee Greenwood. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if Lee Greenwood was a big muscled up dude, and uh, <laughs> he's been in a bunch of Cynthia Rothrock movies and stuff, so he's a martial arts guy. You know, he's one of those oh, okay. staples of that kind of stuff. I don't know his name because I don't know. I, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, getting into this, <laughs> <that's awesome. laughs> Getting into this movie, it
3: it, uh, it immediately starts off with Kevin Sorbo chasing Wolverine through the woods on a horseback. <laughs>
0: Kevin Servo, yeah, Servo and and Lee Greenwood mashed together. That's what you get. <laughs> Sorbwood. Sorbwood. <laughs> <laughs> But right after this,
3: it cuts. It has some flashing sequences between, but then it cuts finally to uh, Bruce Jenner flipping around on a pole inside of a gym.
0: Yeah, yeah. You like slow-mo gymnastics, and folks, because you're going to get a ton of it at the beginning of this movie.
3: Not just gymnastics. There's a lot of slow-mo in this movie.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, when the movie's not long the- enough and you have to fill the gap, just slow it down. That's all you have to do. <laughs>
3: I mean, yeah, don't don't worry about writing anything extra. The main guy in this movie, though, his name's Jonathan, and that's the guy I was calling Bruce Jenner, because when he's flipping around, you don't you haven't met him yet and stuff, and he has that wavy hair and stuff. He looks a lot like Jenner.
0: He kind of looks like Evil Ed though from Fright Night. Dude, he really did. I mean, as the movie went on and they would like show him talking, he really looked a lot like Evil Ed. Yeah, so I mean, through the whole thing, it's my notes say Evil Ed everywhere. So. <laughs> That's awesome. So if you want to play along at at home, folks, then uh, these names will not be the names of the actual people, but you'll get the gist of it. I don't know
3: the reasoning behind uh, Evil Egg going to this place, but I know that he learns almost immediately about Parmistan or Parmesanistan or one of those places. (laughs) Parmesanistan. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And he hears about, you know, the game of Jim... Gym- is the game called Jim Kata? Because it seemed like they kept saying something similar, but it didn't sound like Jim Kata.
0: Yeah, I, I, again, I don't really care. I mean... <laughs> it was like, who's Jim Kata? <laughs> yeah, he, he, he flips off of a pair of unequal balance beams or whatever, and people clap, and then immediately he's at this place where he's seeing some underground, you know, footage of this tournament that he's supposed to go to, just like Enter the Dragon, so... Learning yeah, about yeah. fighting to the death. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah. What a what a strange setup for a gymnastic, gymnastics guy. Well, the the leader of that that uh, was it a country? Is it that didn't seem like an entire country?
2: Yeah. <laughs> but uh,
0: uh, it, uh, it's maybe an island. I uh, again, yeah. I don't really know. Uh, if it's <laughs> if it's inner the dragon, then it's definitely just an island that you can't get off of. And once you get there, so that would make sense. Well, their leader there, he's a uh, king, Herald Rivera. <laughs> And... <laughs> that's good. I said Sonny Bono, but that's
3: much better. <laughs> Dude, every time I saw him, I was like, that looks just like friggin' Geraldo. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but, uh... So Jonathan starts training. I The people who are training him. I mean, there's really... There's not a lot of explanation to who these people are in relation to him, but like you said, it really doesn't matter. <laughs> but he, he starts training with Ving Rames and Japanese Casey Kasem.
0: Right. And... <laughs> and
3: <laughs> His, every day is kind of a... Mo- it's a really long montage, actually, too, because he keeps going to each person and, and walking on his hands up the stairs and stuff, and then the next scene, he's getting his ass beat by Bing Rains.
0: Bing and what I love about that, and it's throughout the whole movie, and you'll hear this sound effect a lot, even on this show, but they're out there fighting outside, and, and there's leaves on the ground, so it's obviously fall, you know, but it's funny that when you get flipped in the air and you land on your back on the ground, it still sounds like... Aah! <laughs> <laughs> like like you're going through 14 boulders. Right. I mean so it, no matter what happens to these people if somebody trips over, you know, a shoestring and falls down it, it's going to sound like <laughs> 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 which is like exactly, like a whoopee too. It's, it's the same sound effect They used on the old Pink Panther cartoon. Like if he fell down and stuff, it, that's, it's exactly the same sound. So, uh, you know, I've got some words. I've got some words later for the foley artists of this movie, <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> because they were they were either just having a great time and not on set ever, or not on set, but not not working ever, and just throwing some stuff at the last minute, or they just didn't right. care
0: exactly. <laughs> and like you were saying, you got uh, Casey Kasem. I called him Crazy Hawk Dude, who's just standing there with a hawk on his arm the whole time, but then he. <laughs> He makes uh, Evil Ed chop some wood just because, like he's Mr. Miyagi or something. (laughs) 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 And then he says, well, watch this, kid. And he puts the blindfold on, and he's showing that he can swing those knives around and not cut himself. It's like typical trying-to-train-a-guy kind of stuff, but pretty comical, because it doesn't make a lick of sense. (laughs)
3: <laughs> no, and then at every turn of this whole training thing, he has uh, Princess Rubali, who is the other main character of this movie. She's the love interest. She's pulling knives on him, and she's yeah. pretty much, she's roping him up like cattle. <laughs> yeah.
0: I mean, I mean she's just, and, wicked. Yeah, and of course, you know, he's evil edge trying to make his moves on her and stuff. And what's amazing, if you'll see this scene, but uh, I, got, I got it, the princess, uh, princess kissing scene. So he walks up to kiss her. And she, throw, oh, I she love throws that scene. This, she throws this knife and it goes right into the hole that was in the post. <laughs> so if you look close it's like yeah either she's a really good shot or they just ran it in reverse. I <laughs> want to go ahead and say that she's really good. Like she did
3: that she she probably was just so good she could hit that spot twice. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I did like their little fun, flippy conversation where she's standing in the room and he's standing facing her talking and then he does this weird flip and he's behind her and he's doing her voice and, right. and he flips back and he's talking to her again. I thought that was kind of, I don't know, it was, it was kind of a funny little scene. Sure, yeah, he's just that, turned, that flip was insane.
0: Yeah, just some kind of crazy somersault and he's pretending to be both people talking to each other because she's just standing there looking at him like I want to kill you! But uh, yeah, that, that yeah, kudos, I wish I, could, I wish I could flip like that. It's not going to happen oh. though. <laughs>
3: That was awesome, man. There's a lot of things I wish I could do in this movie, but mainly I'm just glad I didn't do this movie. <laughs> right after this, he just did, right?
0: Is that when they leave for uh, Parmesanistan? Parmesanistan, and uh, that's where they meet uh, Stork, who I've got written down as Mick Fleetwood. <laughs> <laughs> That actually is. He, he's yeah. Okay, that's perfect. You know, they're looking at the place they've just arrived on the island or whatever, and Mick Fleetwood's giving them the the down low of yeah. You stay away from this area, and you go over to this area and watch out for this. And they're just walking down the street, and you get some crazy guy that walks up and says something. Oh, you American! And like throws water or whatever. And then out of nowhere, one of the bodyguards or whatever that's with with Evil Ed. Just get shot with a bow and arrow out of nowhere, right in the chest. <laughs> it was like, whoa! You
3: talk about being caught off guard. That really caught me off guard.
0: <laughs> uh, it reminded me of a *Kentucky Fried Movie* when they, they talk about uh, when you're a Gemini, you never know what to expect. And every time they say that somebody gets shot with an arrow, I just thought, well, dude, yeah. Gemini, you know.
3: <laughs> oh man, this movie is pretty funny though, and I mean. Because after that, they have this huge. He has this alley fight. Of course, he leaves the guy who just got shot, and he leaves the princess. Oh, sure, yeah. To to, to go throw down in this alley, and then when he goes back, everybody's gone. <laughs> princess Rabboli's been kidnapped, and uh, he has to go. And you know what's amazing is he just got there, but he he mysteriously knows exactly where to go to ask questions. It's like oh yeah, they cut some scenes or something of him being shown around beforehand.
0: And I love when he's chasing the guys. And and you get to see him go he's in he's in action. And but the thing is is do you really want to see them in action? Because the combination of gymnastics and martial arts to me just ends up looking like a solid gold dancer. <laughs> <laughs> it's like stop and flip and now I'm gonna do a somersault. Now I'm gonna kick him in the face. It's just the weirdest combination of trying to sneak those things in together. I would like to see a I would like to see a roller boogie karate movie. Well, let's make it, man. We can do it. I mean <laughs> oh, somebody dude, I, made this. <laughs>
3: <laughs> uh, unfortunately not this director though. He won't be able to help us. He's been he's been gone for twenty years now, apparently.
0: How about the uh, how about when he chases those people down the alleyway and there's a conveniently placed bar hanging across, you know, two walls. Oh,
3: <laughs> this is one of my favorite scenes, man, in the entire movie. Because he's spinning and he's kicking every single person who walks by in the face. <laughs> And you, the best part of this entire scene is there's this guy on a bike with a turban, and he kicks him, and the guy falls over. And after the fight's over, he walks over to the guy and talks to him, and the guy says, Karate, Dios mio! And I'm like, you're wearing a turban, are you are you Mexican? <laughs> what the hell's going on here?
0: <laughs> well, like, what are you? Oh, well, that happens throughout the whole thing, because when the, the the owner of the island comes out and talks to all the, the people there, the natives... He speaks English at one time and they understand, then he speaks another language and they understand. It's like, what is going on here, man?
3: <laughs> as soon as he said, I thought he said karate, and then I heard dios mio, so I had to rewind it.
0: I'm like, he did say karate, dios mio. <laughs> karate, dios mio. <laughs> what in the hell? Oh. Uh. And then the next thing I got is after you get through that, and he ends up kicking everybody in the face, it's like 12 people in a row, he's just spinning on this bar and kicking people in the face, which is great. And And were they all after him? I don't think all of them were even after him. No, some guys are just turning down the alley because that's where they live, and he just (laughs) gets kicked in the face, you know? That's what's great about it. But after that, he he gets... (laughs) He chases the Cyclops Abraham Abraham Lincoln, and they're fighting on the staircase. (laughs) That guy was huge, dude. Yeah. I was like, what? What's the deal here? What's with this guy? <laughs>
3: <laughs> no, that was a good scene. That's the scene where he actually uh, saves Princess Rubali. And right there's this crazy balls chasing with, I mean, gunfire everywhere, cars flipping down alleys. Yeah, you got I co- mean, it really has it all. I mean, he I never expected in, to see half the
0: stuff I saw in this scene. He goes in and saves the princess. And when he comes out, he gets chased by Columbo and Teen Wolf. And they're <laughs> chasing them everywhere. <laughs> and, uh... <laughs> and then the guy that's dressed like Columbo does this cool move around a car that almost hits him you gotta stop and see this part man it, it's because it's you're not gonna see it if you're not looking for it but a cop car comes right up against him and he just does this neat little spin kind of thing it's like it could have been cool but it's totally not cool man it's he 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 almost
3: he almost tan it <laughs> right exactly. <laughs> And he almost like slid across it with his ass but you know that same guy had a great death too because when he gets shot by the cops he yes. falls down and he, and he consciously holds the gun over his head and fires up the wall and then drops it yeah it's like it's like I don't even think they gave him that direction as much as he's like
0: I'm gonna do something good when I die <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that was that was actually a pretty good death. So you know, he just kind of falls out there in the street, and you know, there's tons of people around. Nobody's running or panicking. They're just watching this dude shoot in the air and die. So, no, this is this is. I mean, this is everyday. uh, This is an everyday occurrence in Parmesanistan. Yeah,
3: (laughs) when you have this, and then you have a lot of graders coming through the streets. So, m- maybe I'm completely ignorant, and I will accept that if that's the case, but the next scene is them whitewater rafting in the Middle
0: East. Yeah, man, they... they Is fr- that
3: a thing? I didn't think they had whitewater rafting in the Middle East. Yeah. It
0: seemed kind of dry to me. It seems, yeah, I mean, it, again, it's, it's the mystery <laughs> of this island, I guess. Oh, I love it. But, uh, you know, you find out that Mick Fleetwood is actually a bad guy, so they end up, you know, getting away from him, and they end up with these four these tour guides, basically, with donkeys. <laughs> but uh, And they lead them down this path, but, man, when it gets to water rafting, you're on your own, because in Parmesanistan, they just don't do that.
3: No, and as soon as they get there, there's about, what, like 20 members of the Foot Clan that show up?
0: That's what I said. Yeah, it's the Foot Clan.
3: Yeah, it's like they, they can't dock without 15-on-one fight. Like, you know, it's it's these guys all come up. But the funny thing is... Is that? I could swear I could swear that she said that they were on their side, but when he comes up with yeah. the knife, dude, just Jonathan.
0: I mean, uh, Evil Ed just goes completely bonkers and starts attacking people. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm pretty sure she says that too. And I think maybe he just wasn't used to her saying anything, so he's like, uh, "Surely she didn't say that." I gotta, I gotta kick these guys' butts. I'm Jim Cotta. So in his in his defense,
3: though, I mean, if a woman's not tying you up or uh, pulling a knife on you, it's kind of hard to hear what they're saying. <laughs> <True>. <laughs> Speaking Sorry, of which, ladies, I was kidding.
0: Speaking of which, though, no, because after he gets knocked out by the by the Foot Clan, he wakes up, and he's in this bed, and he, he wakes up, and it's the chick that... It looks like the monster from Nightbreed, the one that's got the, the tentacle things that comes out of his stomach. <laughs> <laughs> and she's just looking at him, and it's like, no, dude, get away from that.
3: <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I, I said he woke up getting a back from Beetlejuice, so... <laughs> I mean... <laughs> I think both are pretty accurate. I think it was it was a creature for sure.
0: Pretty scary, yeah, yeah. Poor, that's that's what you get in Parmigiana's stand. <laughs> so I guess earlier in the movie
3: he learned about Jimkana, but now he they discuss like him and the king. They discuss the rules of Jimkana, which uh, I don't know if we should even go over the rules because they seem pretty flimsy
0: at best. <laughs> well, I love the high tech model because that no, they got. Nobody enforces They're, them either. They've got this big, you know, layout model. Of the obstacle course, I'm like, dude, it's an obstacle course. I mean, <laughs> do you need, you know, a layout of <laughs> the whole island just to show? And here's where you're gonna climb ropes. <laughs> it, it was it was
3: one step away from being a, a double dare physical challenge. <laughs>
0: it really was.
3: <laughs> and Geraldo was their Mark Summers. <laughs> oh man, that would be great. <laughs> <laughs> dude, you imagine you uh, imagine Jonathan or Evil Ed sliding down a giant tongue. oh man I I, I honestly thought that Beetlejuice character should have been in the movie more I mean I know he or she does come back later and I say that not disrespectfully because I honestly
0: couldn't tell yeah it was hard to tell and and, uh, just, just creepy man just creepy
3: so no and he kind of goes with it at that scene though he kind of goes with it after um that uh he or she just kind of just you know, like convinces him to kind of lay back and you know it's, it's gonna happen so just you might as well let it
0: <laughs> look, look it's gonna it's like, happen. what
3: <laughs> you you literally just kicked like 15 guys faces in and you're gonna let this this like yeah. troll creature massage you uh, against your will <laughs>
0: Oh man! And then, then it cuts to the scene where they go outside. So, thirty-five minutes into this movie, the BGS Bee have been captured, and they've got them. <laughs> ti- they've got them tied up, and they decide to use them as an example of what can happen on this obstacle course. So, so- yeah, that's a. Did you notice in this scene, you got a lot of musical talent in this one scene, because you got the BGs Gees that are captured, you got Devo back there dressed up as the Foot Clan.
3: Uh, yeah, the Foot Clan with the Devo hats. Yeah, they had yeah. the, the soul of the Power Domes.
0: Right, and then you got Lee Greenwood. I mean, it was just, I mean, they, I thought they were just going to jam. But no, man, what they do is they cut the ropes, Bee Gees take off running, and they follow behind just to see what happens to them. And, well, they did say that the Bee Gees were criminals, so... Yeah, how, how do you become a criminal in in where everybody's just shooting people in the street all the time?
3: <laughs> you know, you know what? I don't know, man. But I will say it starts. It starts with this scene with uh, the BG falling off the off the rope. But yeah. th- this movie has some of the best bodies hitting rock moments <laughs> in, in in movie history. You know, if Jim Conn is going to go down for something, body hitting rock moments is probably one of them. <laughs> I really enjoyed those scenes, actually. I mean, and it happens, what, like three
0: times? Well, there's one thing, too. I don't know if you saw it, but you can go back and back up. But as soon as they turn the BGs loose and everybody starts coming out of the town, you know, they've got all them on horseback. And for real, there's a dude standing in the street and a horse just runs right over the guy. Like not not, not supposed to happen? Yeah, not supposed to happen. (laughs) I mean, dude just gets nailed. And you can even see that Alan the horse look down like, holy crap, are you okay? And it's just, you know, just leave that in there. It's no big deal.
3: There's a scene coming up later in the movie that there's something that's kind of similar. Where I don't think the stuff was supposed to happen.
0: I think people were just getting the, <laughs> getting yep. hurt. 36 minutes and 37 seconds. That's where it happens. I even put a marker on it. <laughs> I was like, wow, that's insane. But yeah, Maurice Gibb gets killed first. He's one. <laughs> gets knocked off first. And again... You've got those great sound effects because even when you get shot and you fall off of a cliff hanging off of a rope, it still kind of sounds like. Ah! (laughs) Now, Duke just hit some rocks surrounded by water, and you still get the ground (laughs) slam. I will say this, man. Another thing this movie has
3: going for it is a lot of really pathetic death screams. Like, some of the some of the times when people are falling or getting stabbed or whatever, I mean, it is downright hilarious.
0: Yeah,
3: I mean, some of the, I, I hope you have some of that audio, but if you don't, I mean, there's enough of it in the movie for somebody to <laughs> pull that audio. It's,
0: it's it's just throughout, man. I mean, it's cr-
3: crazy. <laughs> I, I did enjoy the night nightly festivities they have before the actual event starts, where they have games like catch the butterfly man. Oh they yeah. Have sh- Cheeky piercing, and then they have drop kick the drum kit, which I'm pretty sure is what got <laughs> it got Sami Lee kicked out of Motley Crew originally. <laughs> like I could understand what was going on. You have a guy spin kicking cymbals, you have someone piercing their cheeks like a sideshow, <laughs> and then,
0: and then two guys on horseback trying to butterfly net each other. Yeah, well, it all again. This, this goes back to Enter the Dragon because they have a celebration night there as well, and all kinds of you know gymnastics things going on. So I mean, they were. They were just kind of revisiting that and trying to up the ante a little bit. And, yeah, that's what you got. Some dudes on horseback with some nets. Catch the butterfly, man. <laughs> <laughs> I like it, man. Uh, then all of a sudden, Will Ferrell shows up at the party. <laughs> <laughs> that dude did look like Will Ferrell. <laughs> uh, so he shows up at the party and... and uh, yeah, he's just a just a big butthole, man. I mean, just yeah, I'm the best there ever is. And he won before, right? He's like the reigning champion, right? Right. He's got this kind of Randy Macho Man hairdo, oh yeah, <laughs> an attitude. But he looks like Will Ferrell in the face. So, yeah, chick magnet? I don't think so.
3: <laughs> I, I, this is also where King Haroldo announces his daughter's uh, his daughter's Princess Rubali, right? Yeah, he announces sure. her, her marriage. Yeah, he announces her marriage to Kevin Sorbo right in front of Evil Ed. So, um, and then there there's this weird scene where Kevin Sorbo does this whole size matters things, and he pulls out these size, like ninja, ninja size, and he throws it right next to <laughs> size Evil Ed's face. <laughs> yeah, size matters. Well, he makes a comment. He's like, "She's mine," and it's it just it's and he's the whole thing is just so weird because it's it's not very. Known in this movie that either guy is with her, right? I mean, and the fact that they are already feuding with each other without knowing it, yeah, it's, it's just it's really goofy.
0: Well, it's it's that thing of wait a minute, we might should have de- developed a little more, you know, backstory here. to we have something to build? So, but since we didn't, we'll just uh, we'll just do a bunch of slow mo stuff and slow down the film. That's
3: right. Yeah, That's you got to. <laughs> we got to slow down. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So the uh, the
3: competition begins the next day, and it's <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to I'm trying to put words into how it starts. You can't. <laughs> uh, starts off. As well, I know Kevin Sorbo cheats because yeah. as soon as they leave, like he's supposed to wait for him, right? And he immediately takes off in front of King Geraldo.
0: Yeah, he's well, he's wanting to go kill the uh, evil Ed because you know he knows that that's the threat of to his woman, so. He's he's out for blood for him, but uh, so they're running through the the chorus, and you see your typical things like always, where some dude's climbing a rope, and you get shot in the chest with an arrow, which happens way too many times. You you think after a while they start figuring out, you know, I'm not climbing a rope because <laughs> when that happens, I get shot. So uh, uh, so you get some people running through that obstacle course part of it, and then uh, then all of a sudden Will Ferrell just has a throwdown and kills this dude. Which is a pretty decent fight. You, you start getting a little background on some of the other fighters, but it doesn't really matter because they don't last long. Uh, you just need to hang out with Will Ferrell, I guess. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Well, this is right uh, Right after that is uh, whenever Jonathan, cl- or uh, Evil Ed, <laughs> climbs up the, the ropes and Kevin Sorbo lights them on fire, right?
2: Right,
0: right.
3: So, and lights the ropes he's climbing on fire. And they must have been doused in kerosene because they went really fast.
0: Really, really quick. And the thing is, is, in the back of my mind when you see this scene, he's climbing the rope, but not even I don't know, half an arm's length away is another rope? I'm like, Dude, just reach over and grab the other rope and keep going up. I mean, it's like Donkey Kong Jr. You don't have to stay on that one. <laughs> <laughs> but lo and behold because he's Jim Cotta, he makes it.
3: I would have loved a, a gorilla throwing barrels at a man. That would have been awesome.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, what were the things on Donkey Kong Jr.? They're like little robot jaws, little fish looking things that would go up the rope, up and down the rope. Yeah, it,
3: yeah because wasn't a Mario throwing stuff at you in that game? Uh yeah, possibly. I think, because I think, yeah, you were you were Donkey Kong Jr. trying to save Donkey Kong. Right.
0: There you go, folks. Who would have known this that was show? A fun, that's Jim,
3: a fun game.
0: <laughs> Jim Cotta leads you to Donkey Kong Jr. How about that? You're not going to get that anywhere else. Thank
3: but you. But I do know which one you'll spend a better 90 minutes with. <laughs> <laughs> Without a doubt. Um, right after this, uh, uh, Evil Ed and... Uh, Will Ferrell get in a fight in the woods And it's kind of anticlimactic Because I assume one of the king's men Is trying to shoot Evil Ed But he ends up hitting Will Ferrell
0: <laughs> yeah, In man. the chest Right in the <laughs> chest And uh, and then the Evil Ed kind of takes off And he goes to Crazy Town
3: Oh I wrote Crazy Town That's so funny you said that Because yeah. I actually wrote Crazy Town And we, he just beats up a buttload of nuns <laughs> In an alley right away <laughs> Just right away. Just walks into an alley and just starts. And it's funny because after he kicks, he I, I want to say he beats up about four of the nine. And the other ones just face the wall like they're at the end of Blair Witch. Just <laughs> right. like they're terrified of him.
0: Yeah. So yeah, it's just some weird. weird of course, it's crazy town. It's supposed to be weird. Oh, and, and
3: this this town really does. I mean, this is probably the most out there moment in this movie because... <laughs> it's like they 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 just collected every bit of crazy they had out of every cast member and like You know set decorator every anybody on you know involved with the movie and said what's the craziest thing you can think of because (laughs) there's one scene where he walks by what looks like a mannequin sitting next to a shop in front and as soon as he walks off the head starts turning real slowly and you see that that is actually the back of some guy's head and he's got a face on the back of his head yeah kind of (laughs) creepy It was very creepy. And then he he goes and fights that guy and he beats up both his faces.
0: Well how about the priest that stood up there motioning for him to come that direction, then he turned around and the whole back of his outfit is cut out so you can see his butt. Yeah,
3: that was almost. I mean, they had to be
0: in there for comic relief, right? I'm sure. <laughs> I mean,
3: that's the only thing I can think of. It, but uh, th- there's a scene there also. I mean, there, there were a lot of crazy scenes here. The one that I was going to say earlier is the one where he goes to the middle of town and they have that just that that convenient that conveniently placed yep. gymnast like those two handles. It's a pommel horse, basically. Yeah. Yeah, and and he and everybody gathers around him while he does these these spin. <laughs> he does a spin. Flip our kicks and everything. He's kicking to everybody that walks up to him, and this is a scene where I'm pretty sure I saw some of those those hits land. <laughs> I'm pretty sure some of those people got hit.
0: Oh yeah, I mean, just come on, man. I mean, and before that, you got Will Ferrell shows back up, and
3: uh, oh, I forgot about that when he gets into the pig the pig pen.
0: He gets eaten by the pigs, but yep. uh, you know, he's he's got an arrow sticking out of him, and he's running around and gets eaten by the pigs. But yeah, man, in the middle of Crazy Town, you get a concrete pommel h- horse with the handles up to- And yeah, man, he's doing his, uh, gym- gymnastics routine and just kicking a bunch of weirdos in the face. And, uh,
3: <laughs> I That's, tried to justify it, man. I really did. I was like, well, maybe they tie things to those two handles. Maybe those are there for a reason. But then I just no. sat there and was like, no, no, they didn't. No, no. They, they, they brought in some
0: gymnast equipment and just put. they painted it stone. You're exactly right. That's all it is. Because, again, it's Gymkata. We got to tie in the gymnastics <laughs> with karate because it hasn't been done before. And never again should it be done.
3: <laughs> We've learned the lesson, folks. <laughs> We're gonna do roller roller kata. Roller, roller, roller kata, kata. <laughs> Roller Kata would be awesome. Yes it would. Roller, no no E R, no e- just R O L L A Kata. That's it. Roller Kata. I'll make a poster Dude, I- for it. <laughs> I think I think this is going to happen. I think this has to happen.
0: If any of you listeners out there, if you're uh, pretty handy on on a uh, Photoshop, if you will, make us a a roller, co- a roller poster, and we'll make sure that it gets posted out there. I think that's going to be. I think
3: that's if that ends up being a short film. I think it can be picked up as the next big like B piece of garbage.
0: <laughs> right. We could be the new Astron, two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that's awesome. Or three, Um. I guess, because we have to be off a number somehow, so. (laughs) One thing that I didn't
3: see coming in this movie, because, you know, you don't expect a lot of heavy-handed twists in a movie with, with, you know, a movie like this, but we do find out that Dad's alive. Evil Ed's dad, who we were told earlier, died and went missing, Right. Right.
0: Which I think is the initial reason. He shows re- up. That's the initial reason of why he's going, I think, it was trying to find his dad or something. It's one of those stories, you know. But yeah. It, and he's alive in Crazy Town, which kind of tells you something, I guess. Well,
3: that's what I had ri- written down, too. I, I wrote that dad's alive for a few minutes. <laughs> for
0: a few because, seconds. That's exactly that. Yeah. <laughs>
3: he, he is not in this movie very long before he has taken the hell
0: out just immediately. I mean, and and guess, how, guess how he gets killed off, folks? That's right. He gets shot with a bow and arrow. And this that, it was Kevin Sorbo, right? Kevin Sorbo oh, shot yeah. him. Oh yeah. Hercules <laughs>
3: So So that's when we get the, the final showdown between Sorbo and Evil Ed. And yeah. it's it's to me it was I don't know, it was like probably the least interesting fight in the movie.
0: Well you know why? Because it intercuts with pictures of the princess in that little cat suit. Yeah.
3: It, yeah. that that black cat suit where she's... And I couldn't tell if if her dad was against her at first then all of a sudden he was like, okay, I'll just do what she says because she's like trying to escape to help or something and then then her dad decides to join her. Yeah. It was Uh, very, very weird. It's a a weird family. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, this scene, one thing I really loved about the scene of Sorbo versus Ed was... The, it was he does these weird little moves that are I'm pretty sure gymnastic moves, and then he just runs and throws all of his body weight into Kevin Sorbo. <laughs> just and it, it didn't even look like a like a fighting move. It just looked like like if you went dead weight in the middle of the air and hit somebody with your entire body.
0: Right, right. It almost I was like laughing a, so hard. Yeah, it almost looked like an accident, really.
3: <laughs> oh, that probably
0: was honestly. Let's leave it in there. It's good.
3: The horse guy is sitting there. He's like, hey, if you're leaving my scene then you're leaving that crap in. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the ending where they probably should have slowed the film down, they didn't. But they did everywhere else. Let me ask
3: you this. Rabali and, and King Geraldo, they, did they go down there to unite the village to go against their own game? Like, I can understand what they were going down there to get the people... We get the backing for. I mean, it probably doesn't matter because yeah. the movie, the movie, as soon as they go outside and the town's behind them, you right. see Evil Ed coming back into town and then credits. It's like the movie's over. Nothing is explained. You don't really hear anything about.
0: Well, the only to thing me, it was like, wow, like the only thing something? that's explained <laughs> is you get, is after the freeze frame, you get the history lesson about the Star Wars defense program. I'm like, what, oh, is this? Where, what, the, <laughs> what does this that? have to what do with that? anything? <laughs>
3: I literally had to rewind that. I almost wrote it down word for word, but then I was like, no, because it's hurting my brain to even think about why that would be in this movie. Like, that would be like you watching Jaws, and at the end they were like, and that's why cars that run off of oil, or, or cars that
0: run off of uh, tea leaves will be the product of the future. Like, what the hell are you talking about? It's, I mean, it's exactly what it's like. It's like, what, what does this have to do with anything? I mean... <laughs> and that's when the Star Wars defense program was put in place.
3: Right. At the end of Nightmare, Nightmare Nightmare on Elm Street, it's like, and that's why you can build a better swimming pool. What? What are we talking about? I I, I really, honestly, I, I, it's probably in the trivia somewhere for this movie because it's such a notorious movie. Uh, I've heard so many people talk about this, and I'm surprised it took me so long to watch it. But I, there has to be some kind of information why that was in this movie.
0: I, I still wonder about when this picture was done, they go, huh, what do you think about that, huh? Is that good? Yeah. Yeah.
3: <laughs> Maybe that was one of like the backers, one of the producers like, alright, we'll get this made, but I'm putting a message at the very end of the movie and I can say whatever I want.
0: Yeah, it's like the Ed Wood thing, you know, where at the end I want just a big explosion. Uh, exactly. Or the whole documentary about the, the the Superman the Superman movie that Tim Burton was gonna make. Where oh, I never saw that movie. I wanna see that though. I haven't seen the movie, but the documentary is in Well oh, that's what I mean, yeah, the documentary. Oh gosh, you gotta see it, man. Cause it describes it, how this kind of movie. Isn't it called "The Death of The Death of Superman Lives"? Yes, yes. And uh, so this guy got the rights to the movie and basically just said, "All right, here's here's what's going to happen. I don't want to see Superman in the suit because that looks stupid. I don't want to see him fly because it oh, always looks like crap, and I want to see him fight a big spider." <laughs> <laughs> that's it. So Superman can't fly. He can't be in the Superman outfit, and he has to fight a spider. So that's how these movies get made. Yeah, I don't care what you do. I just want some gymnastics and some karate. Cause the karate, the kids love the karate stuff, but I love gymnastics. And then at the end, we want to talk about the Star Wars defense program.
3: <laughs> this you know, Corman. I think Corman was notorious for that too. I think he would always yeah. go in there and say, you know, the movie has to be like sixty minutes, has to be this much TNA, and has to. Be, and basically, it's, you know, they gave them like a, a, a set of little bullet points to meet, and then after that, they had you know basically
0: an entire movie. Made for them, yeah. Free range after that. As long as you hit those those points, everything else can go. So, yeah, <laughs> that's crazy. So that's yeah.
3: awesome, man. Uh, it, wh- how would this movie be upgraded? What would be a good upgrade for this movie?
0: I would have when they had the miniature out there laid out. I'd have Bobcat Goldthwait come out in the Godzilla outfit, and start stomping on it. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, Parmesan stand. Parmesan stand. Just <laughs> <laughs> the big one for me. Besides that, I mean, because I love Bobcat Goldthwait, but uh, more cat suit.
3: Oh yeah. Well, she was pretty. I mean, pretty. Uh, I she was dressed pretty uh, conservatively for most of the movie until the very end.
0: Right. Right. That's what I'm saying. Hey, bring that I, out suit. I appreciate. it.
3: Yeah, I appreciated that. That probably would have added a little bit more life, life to this movie. <laughs> Uh, I thought this movie needed more zip lines. I mean, those those climbing across lines, they, they don't work as well as, you know... I play a lot of video games where people just jump on a line and they just slide across. These people were going pretty slow. No wonder they're getting hit by, arrow, hit by arrows. The only other upgrade I have is I, I think they should have fully artists with more to work with than a subway coal cut tray. <laughs> because... It's, it sounded like they were just punching lettuce and, and, and uh, carrots and meat and just, I don't know what the hell they were hitting half the time. It was just like, Right. it just sounds like they're just beating on, beating on a subway tray. <laughs> 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 there were several times where my mom and I were just laughing because we were like, yeah, that's what it would sound like if you punch someone in the face. It would just sound
0: like squish. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> I, I said uh, less obvious gymnastic props. Hey, there just happens to be a pole sticking across here. Hey, here's a pommel horse
3: in the middle of this town. I just assume that most people in you know any country that ends in the word stand probably have you know that's probably a, a good stand. way of transportation, swinging from yeah, swinging like bar to bar and you know like you know go do some I don't know, man. It was, the whole thing was just weird.
0: That's uh, it. Uh, I just want to know
3: why the guy why the guy in the turban is speaking Spanish. <laughs>
0: I said we need more dudes run over by the horse. <laughs> <laughs> and my last one is more slow-mo. <laughs> we need more oh. of that.
3: <laughs> this movie could have easily been split up into 3 like Peter Jackson if they just did more slow-mo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: that that's that's probably yeah. the big killer was it was just there was way too much slow-mo stuff in it. Well, there's that part where he was—he was—they cut the rope on him when he's going across,
3: and then Evil Eye gets to the—he's he, not even at the top yet, but he's—you can tell he's going to get there. And as soon as he gets to the top, they slow the whole scene down, where the guy starts fighting him, and I'm just like, "Come on, man! Yeah, really. This scene would be much better if it were, you know, at normal speed." <laughs> I mean, it would be a little better if it were at normal speed. Yeah, a little. What are some good lessons from from a bad movie that you you have?
0: Never trust Mick Fleetwood. <laughs> I think, I think I think Stevie
3: Nicks has that same. <laughs> I think she has that tattooed somewhere on her butt cheek. What you got? It, it's true though. Yes. I the only thing mine wasn't even that funny i just learned to climb a rope because apparently it's going to come in handy at some point in my life there were a lot of ropes in this
0: well i said if i was ever in this tournament tournament never climb or hang from a rope (laughs) (laughs) so so we kind of learned opposite things there
3: yeah well apparently uh apparently all they had were arrows because i mean there were several scenes in the movie where you see knives you see size well you saw the scene where she had that spring-loaded knife i thought that would come back into play it's like yeah. set it up in Act 1 and bring it back in Act 3. Right. Never happened. Never yeah. again. Yeah, forget foreshadowing. We don't need that crap in here. But I really did. I thought they were going to bring back the size and stuff like that. I even thought they'd bring back the butterfly nets and they'd play uh, Catch the Butterfly Man. But They didn't bring back that anything. Was yeah. Nothing, man. Yeah. I can only imagine what the pitch was like for this movie. I, I would love to be a fly on the wall that in that pitch meeting.
0: Yeah, well, of course, you're coming into the mid-80s where... The ninja movies and the martial arts stuff. I mean, we already covered Ninja 3 and all that stuff. So, it was a big deal at this time. Everybody was eat up with the martial arts stuff. So, this is just a way to do it and bring something new to it, I guess. <laughs> you know, I can see why they made the movie because of the time and stuff. And like I said, I remember it. Oh, man, Jim is awesome. I love that movie. And, uh, Nah.
3: coming 2018 from
0: producer Rick Morgan and Johnny Krug Rolikata Rolikata
3: and still Cotta still sounds like like, we can still set it in stand because Cotta sounds like something Italian
0: yeah yeah (laughs) sounds like something you would eat for sure oh man
3: what were they thinking man what were they thinking on some of the stuff in this movie Uh, obviously they weren't (laughs) (laughs) I was wondering what was it with all the black teeth man They were pretty
0: much saying that hygiene doesn't exist on this one island. Well, it's the the lack of fluoride. It has to be shipped in. So they were just out of luck, man. That's just the way it goes. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I want to know who's who's, uh, giving makeup uh, advice
3: from L'Oreal or whatever to uh, Beetlejuice back there in the massage room. (laughs) Because, you know, if you can get past the teeth, what's going on with the eyes? She's got the Beetlejuice makeup going.
0: Well, the whole idea of having a crazy town. How do you keep those people there? I mean yeah, it didn't seem very it didn't seem very confined. Right. It was just an open I mean, dude just walked in, waltzed in, and crazy people and then he just waltzed out and it's like Yeah, cr- crazy people don't stay within boundaries. They just don't. I mean that's I don't know. I don't know what they're well, thinking you know, on that.
3: <laughs> I don't need to see like a super violent I don't need to see a super violent death or anything like that. But they do come to a part where Evil Ed's walking through that crazy town and he finds one of the other uh com- uh, competitors and he's just like gored and there's like blood everywhere right and i'm like that would have been an interesting scene to see what happened there yeah yeah well yeah. instead we'll instead of filming that scene we'll just we'll do a little aftertake of it and we'll slow everything down from that point on <laughs> <laughs> good work jim gotta you totally nailed it oh man yeah it's 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 a work of art folks uh, this is a movie that i'm glad i finally did see because
0: I understand. I understand why it's so notorious. Yeah, and, and again, I, it, it blows my mind because I remember it being a big deal when it came out, especially on cable, because it came on all the time. But going back and looking, it's like, man, just not, not a good idea to try to mix these two things together. Uh, you know, to me, gymnastics and martial arts are. So far apart from each other, and uh, <laughs> like I said, that's—I uh, believe—that's where we get the inspiration for the Solid Gold Dancers, because that's all it really looks like to me. <laughs> oh man! Well, if you got, it, it, yeah. If you got if you got Evil Ed and put him in the cat suit and had him do those moves, it would look just like Solid Gold. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, you know what it seemed like back then? I, especially after watching this and like No no Retreat, No Surrender, and a lot of those movies, like a lot of the martial art types movies and things like that that came out back then, and fighting in general. It seemed like they would hire people who were very good at like fighting or stunts or, or you know, that kind of like, you know, yeah. style of fighting. But they just did not have any acting jobs at all. Right. Like, well, kind of like Samurai Cop, except for he doesn't really do any samurai or any, <laughs> any you know samurai type stuff.
0: Yeah, I mean that that's something I definitely saw because, like I told you earlier, we're doing No Retreat, No Surrender on Hell Ming and and watching. I was like, dude, this needs to be on on short bus because they obviously just hired martial arts people and screw if they can act. I mean, we just want to see some action and oh man, uh, you know. And this is the case too. When you watch this one, you got a handful of people that are pretty decent actors, but you can tell that most of them are just hired because they had this martial arts ability. And yeah, you have to do slow mo to make up for that. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I, where would you? Where would this movie sit on the bus? I'm not going to be too terrible on it. I'm going to say about halfway back. So you know, two or three rows, about dead in the middle
3: for me. That that's exactly where I'd put it. Yeah. I would put it halfway there just because I it's it's a watchable film. It's right. not something that you lose interest in really. It does have slow-mo, and it has its problems, but it's not something that I'm ever like, oh, I'll just turn it off. I, I was interested in the movie. Right. It's just, it's not great, and it's, it's definitely got its problems, but it's, it's nothing like, you know, Slumber Party, or last slumber, The Last Slumber Party, or anything like that.
0: No, it's it's not that bad at all, and, uh, I mean, there is some production value to it. It's just a, just a bad concept idea to run with, and, uh, but yeah, man, where else are you going to see the Bee Gees get killed? You know, really? <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, I just want to, I mean, I have another vacation coming up pretty soon. And I want to know how soon and how much money it'll take <laughs> to get me uh, whitewater rafting in Parmesanistan. <laughs> Parmesan. <laughs> I need to know. I, I need to know how much their, their whitewater rafting is there. Uh, well,
0: <laughs> we'll have to look that up, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> that's great.
3: Oh, man, that's awesome.
0: Well, I think that's it
3: for Jim Cotta, man. You want to take a quick break?
0: Yep, let's take a quick break, and uh, we'll play some promos of some shows we like, and we'll be right back. Rock and roll. (laughs) Get out of the way!
1: I'm Cootie. My name is X. And I'm Chef Al, and we're your hosts on the Kiss the Goat podcast.
2: On our show, we're going to break down some of your favorite devil movies from the past 50 years.
1: We also drink and talk about religion.
0: Which is a terrible idea.
1: That is a great idea.
0: And I'm going to give you some great recipe ideas to go along with the movies that you've been watching.
1: We also answer questions from our listeners on every single episode. And I also frankly
2: discuss my sex life at really inappropriate times. <laughs>
1: she does! I do! It's the thing! <laughs> I tell terrible jokes, saying when I'm drunk! And I haven't been paid yet! They said they would pay me, and they, uh. And Kiss the goat! Exclusively on the Legion Network of Podcasts!
2: Uh, seriously?
1: Can I get some money?
2: Just do the job, Al! Hey, you
0: guys! <laughs> All right, folks, welcome back. Uh, that's going to do it for this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Hey, if you've got ideas for, for other shows, put them out there for us, folks. We're we're making a list. We're checking it twice and going to find out if these movies suck or not. I know that doesn't rhyme, but hey, <laughs> it works. But uh, uh, if you've got comments or anything you want to say about Jim Cotta or if we pissed you off because you love Jim Cotta, let us know. I mean, this is all interactive and we want to have a good time. So uh, I will say this. As far as bad movies go... I like a lot of turds.
3: Like, I like a lot of bad movies. I mean, some oh, yeah. of my favorite horror, horror movies, like, there's one we'll probably do on the show eventually called Iced, a <laughs> terrible slasher movie with a horrible ending. And it is one of my favorites just because of I love it. <laughs> just there's something about it. I understand that it's bad, but I still love it. Uh, so I understand if you have a love for movies like this or, you know, uh, Slaughter or Splatter University. I almost said Slaughter High. That's a good movie. Slaughter High is not bad
0: at all. Yeah, I don't know why I almost slipped up there. Well, uh, that's because the uh, the splatter slaughter all those things start running together. All those all those late eighties early band names, you know, slaughter, Slayer, they all run together. <laughs> that's awesome. My sister's in a in a slaughter cover band. They're called Slutter. <laughs> Slutter.
3: <laughs> her and all her friends, man. They used to be cheerleaders. Now they're just playing in this band. They're pretty good, actually. <laughs> they're playing down in the Viper Room, man. <laughs> all right. <laughs>
0: That's awesome. killer! <laughs> all right, man. I guess that's going to do it for this episode. Like I said, check out Facebook page, all of all of the social media stuff out there, and uh, again, interactive, man. We want to know what you think, what you feel, what you smell, and just uh, be a part of this. And uh, join, yeah,
3: join all the stuff and uh, and give us suggestions. I'm Johnny Krug on Facebook, on Twitter. We are Short Bus Cinema. Yeah, and uh, yeah, hit us up.
0: Absolutely. So we'll see you next time, folks. Peace.